One significant difference between outer exoteric religions and the esoteric path of the masters and mystics is this. Those who seek to travel upon the inward journey of the soul not only have a belief system, a theology, a worldview, everyone has a belief system, but on the path of the masters there is not only a belief system, there is also a contemplative spiritual practice in order to experience something of the heavens even now during this present life, during this present moment. To find the timeless even while passing through this physical realm in time. Rumi says your task to work with all the passion of your being to acquire an inner light so you escape and are safe from the fires of madness, illusion, and confusion that are and always will be the world. Do not cease seeking day or night until you find the mysteries of the kingdom of light which will purify you, make you into pure light and lead you into the kingdom of the light. That's one of the sayings attributed to the resurrected Christ quoted in the Book of Faith Wisdom, also known as Pistis Sophia. Once you discover this light and learn to live by it, your whole existence will be changed. Love will permeate your very being and it will burst forth from the very pores of your body, transmuting all dross into sterling gold. A passage from Kripal Singh. If during this lifetime entry has been made into the eye center and the sound current has been grasped, life has been usefully spent. If this has not been done, even though all else has been done, and most successfully, then life has been wasted. A quote from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh found in his collection of letters to initiates known as spiritual gems. He who is born as human and by good fortune is connected with the sound current and practices it is great. He is the monarch of monarch, for he will be one with the Creator. Also from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, from another collection of letters called The Dawn of Light. Today, a Sant Mat Satsang podcast edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, a Satsang meetup without walls, a marathon Satsang consisting of many, many readings. I don't know how long it will take, 
but however long it takes is however long it takes. My intention today is to put in one easy-to-find place, one single podcast, in logical order, an introduction to the spiritual practices of Santmat, the path of the Masters, including introductory meditation instructions. My name is James Bean. Welcome to today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Always meditate every single day and never give up on your spiritual practice. From the teachings of Baba Devi Sahib, the great devotee of Sant Tulsi Sahib, sages and saints adopt the straight and simple way of living and teach us to meditate with surat, or concentrated or focused, alert attention. This meditation can be practiced in any posture, sitting or reclining, and by anyone, whether a follower of Vedic religion, Islam, or Christianity. What is important is not to live a single day in life without practicing meditation. All the experiences of pains and pleasures of the world one has to go through notwithstanding. The loftiest or the highest outcome of adopting and following the ways of these saints or saints is that it takes one beyond the repetitive cycles of birth and death. Do not live even a single day without inner meditation. Baba Devi Sahib When Satguru Baba Devi Sahib was nearing the time of his departure from this ephemeral world for his true destination, Satsangis humbly requested him to bless them with his parting words. To their request, Baba Devi Sahib had obliged by saying, This world is an illusion. Practice meditation. Those are from the last words of Baba Devi Sahib. When meditation is mastered, the mind is unwavering like the flame of a lamp in a windless place. A quote from the Bhagavad Gita. Also from Lord Krishna, On this path, effort never goes to waste. And there is no failure, even a little effort, towards spiritual awareness will protect you from the greatest fear. Always listen to the inner sound during meditation every day. You know, I posted this quote recently online and so many people made comments at the various social media sites how they found it to be so liberating, so comforting, so encouraging to meditate every single day. This is from Baba Jamal Singh. If you listen for 10 minutes or 5 minutes or 4 minutes or 2 minutes or even 1 minute with love and devotion, millions of sins and obstacles will be removed. Baba Jamal Singh says, Listen to the sound. Listen to the inner sound in meditation. 
every single day. Contemplating the Sarshabd, the true divine inner sound, even for half a minute, confers much more spiritual merit than living in the holy city of Varanasi for millions of years. That's verse 20 from the Brahm Nairupan, a scripture of the Dharam Das branch of the Kabir Panth. Meditation is most necessary for only by meditation will all things come of their own accord. A passage from Kirpal Singh. Many find that to be true, no doubt. When you meditate, there is a divine grace at work in your life that you didn't notice before or weren't tapping into before. A day when you meditate is a good day. Divine grace has been given permission to work in your day-to-day life. This is also from Kripal Singh. Be regular and lovingly devoted to your holy meditations, as that is the central pivot around which the whole sacred teaching revolves, and therein, all around, development of the soul is granted. The first thing the negative power does when he wants to keep control over a soul is to stop them from doing bhajan and simran, from listening to the sound and repeating God's names. The individual finds that there is always something to lure him away from his meditation. A quote from Kripal Singh from the book, The Night is a Jungle. At the cost of meditation, don't do other work. Also Kripal Singh. To have inner experiences of godly light and sound is no small thing. And really only the fortunate few, blessed from above. The fortunate few, blessed from above. Receive them. Kirpal Singh. Quality meditation practice, focusing one's attention or surat, from the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. If you do the practice for a few days, the inner way will open before you. It is the path to reach the one God, the Most High. A quote from Param Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, made in a discourse by Swami Sant Seviji. Another inclination of love, faith, and fervor is that one applies oneself diligently and enthusiastically to internal spiritual practices and also gets some bliss in it. A quote from Hazur Maharaj from Prem Patra Radhaswami, Volume 5. The current of consciousness which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the nine senses must be collected at the tenth gate, the sixth chakra, also called the third eye, the bindu, the seat of the soul between the eyebrows. 
Therein lies the path for our return. Whatever little is possible, do meditation every day. But never ever give up or discontinue meditation. You will definitely meet with success. Those are passages from Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj. All of you, please keep on practicing meditation regularly, every day. Gurudev will bestow upon you great success. Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj. We sit in meditation, fail to concentrate, and get upset or fed up. A pessimistic thinking sets in as to whether or not, quote, I would be able to do it, unquote. No, we should not get nervous or anxious, nor should we nurture any doubts in our minds. We must go on trying with persistence and perseverance. Swami Sant Saviji. The main hindrances to success in the practice of meditation are the following. Procrastination and laziness, activity of thoughts during meditation, daydreaming, fanciful imagination, planning ahead, the rising of any kind of thoughts. Unless we overcome the challenge of procrastination, of procrastination and curb the ever-rising tide of mental activity during meditation, we cannot reach our noble destination, state of unity with God. The non-vigilant practitioners usually become engrossed in thoughts or fall asleep. These formidable passes must be crossed for success. Swami Saviji. During meditation, we should be vigilant and awake. Whatever is our point of focus, we should diligently keep our mind on that goal, and we will not be bothered by sleep. We will not be bothered by sleep, says Swami Saviji. In this process of dhyan or meditation, the scattered consciousness gets fully collected, and there appears a refulgent point, which is, according to the Holy Bhagavad Gita, the infinitesimal form of God. There appears the refulgent lights in the inner darkness and our consciousness starts hearing inner divine sounds. In this state, the true master guides the practitioner. Swami Sant Saviji. Without formless or subtle meditation, attainment of inner light is impossible. You must get yourself out of the darkness. How will this happen? Pratyahara, bringing the mind back, is followed by dharana, sustaining a focus for small periods of time. At first, this will be for a very small amount of time. Pratyahara is repeated practice of bringing the wandering mind to focus. By repetitive practice of Pratyahara, we are able to focus for a little while on the subject of our meditation. This focusing for small periods is known as dharana, quality concentration 
during meditation. When this dharana continues for extended periods, then the state of dhyana, or complete focus, true meditation, occurs. Swami Santseviji. I really like that term, pratyahara. Whenever you find yourself drifting in meditation, and we all have, we all do, we go, aha, I am drifting. I am now going to focus. You focus yourself back. You refocus in meditation. It's neat that they have a term for this, pratyahara, and a quality increment of time spent in focused, concentrated meditation where you're no longer held captive by the monkey mind drifting off into various thoughts or dozing off or some other distraction. That quality period of meditation is dharana. And as you get better at focusing and have longer and longer periods of focused meditation, that adds up to real meditation. Not just sitting, but actually meditating. Santmat meditation and spirituality. This living school of spirituality called Santmat is also known as the way of the saints and the poet mystics, Radha Swami and the path of the masters. The meditation practice is called Surat Shab Yoga, which means in English, when you translate that, the union or yoga of the soul, or surat, the attention faculty of the soul, with the inner light and sound of God, or shabda, or shabad. Surat, shabd, yoga. Find your beloved at the seat of the soul, the third eye center. This is from Swami Santseviji. Enter into the Ajna Chakra, the third eye center, and you will find your beloved. God is not found in a man-made Kaaba, but in a natural Kaaba, or holy place, within your own heart or self. Turn your attention within. You should listen attentively to the reverberating divine sound. The celestial sound is coming to take you back to the source. Remember, you cannot hear this with the physical ears. When you focus your gaze within the Ajna Chakra, the third eye center, and the consciousness is inverted inward, your physical ears automatically will close and the inner ears will open. Your transcendental hearing will open. By that power, with the inner hearing, you can hear the celestial sounds. The original sound of the creation comes from the abode of God, and it will take you to God. Another quote from Swami Santseviji Maharaj. Exploring Inner Space by Surat Shab Yoga Meditation Practice This is from the Upanishads. The self-existent Lord pierced the senses to turn outward. Thus we look into the world. 
we look outside and we see not the self within us. A sage withdrew his senses from the world of changes or samsara, and seeking immortality looked within and beheld the deathless self. This is from a book called The Teachings of Silvanus, one of the books of the Nag Hammadi Library. Knock on yourself as upon a door, and walk upon yourself as on a straight road. For if you walk on the road, it is impossible for you to go astray. And if you knock with this one, wisdom, you knock on hidden treasures. Open the door for yourself, that you may know the one who is. Knock on yourself, that the word may open for you. The teachings of Sylvanus from the Nag Hammadi Library. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. One of the more familiar sayings of Jesus from the New Testament. In this case, the door is the third eye. The third eye is the entry into the temple within the human body, the kingdom of God within. And I want to repeat this saying of the resurrected Christ from Peace to Sophia. It's an amazing saying, actually. Do not cease seeking day or night until you find the mysteries of the kingdom of light which will purify you, make you into pure light, and lead you into the kingdom of the light. The individual soul has descended from the higher worlds, the realm of the divine, to this city of illusion, of bodily existence. It has descended from the soundless state to the essence of sound, from that sound to light, and finally from the realm of light to the realm of darkness. The current of consciousness, which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the nine senses, must be collected at the tenth gate, the sixth chakra, the third eye the bindu, the center, the seat of the soul, between the eyebrows. Therein lies the path for our return. This is the act of leaving the gates of the sense organs and becoming established in the soul. We travel back from the realm of darkness to the realm of light, from the light to divine sound and from the realm of sound to the soundless state. The divine essence permeates all beings, yet transcends them. That's a quote from Swami Sant Seviji about the descent of the soul, its leaving of paradise, the soundless state, and progressing through the various 
realms of creation and then it finds itself sitting in the darkness when it closes its eyes it sees only darkness and then it begins to make this journey by way of a certain kind of meditation a mystical form of meditation of inner light and sound it makes this journey back it retraces its steps the soul ascends again and goes back home again that's the gospel of Santmat in a single paragraph by Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj The meditation practices of Santmat Number 1 Simran also called Manas Jap the prayer of the name the repetition of a sacred name or sacred names of god number 2 manas dhyan visualizing the form of one's spiritual master and concentrating at the third eye center reaching the inner light becoming established in inner light inner light meditation sometimes called the yoga of inner seeing or the yoga of inner light the third eye seeing inner light the final stage is called bhajan also nada sadhana or the yoga of sound inner sound meditation surat shab yoga also called the yoga of the audible life stream transcendental hearing hearing within This is from the Spiritual Seekers Guide. Do Simran and Dion as much as possible. That Simran alone is correct which leads one to the state of Dion and that Dion alone is correct which results in rendering one able to hear the spiritual sound. and that bhajan alone is correct which produces forgetfulness of the physical body and its surroundings and leads to experiences of the spiritual plane and those experiences of the spiritual plane alone are correct as generate enthusiasm for simran dhyan and bhajan in the mind of the devotee and such enthusiasm for these spiritual practices alone is correct as impels the devotee to engage himself in spiritual practices if these conditions are not fulfilled the devotee though he remains attached to satsang and sings the praises of simran dhyan seva or selfless service and satsang will not be able to enjoy the blessings of the Radha Swami faith or Santmat. That's a an interesting quote from a document called the Spiritual Seekers Guide which I put online uh, a while back describing authenticity enthusiasm love and devotion when approaching the subject of meditation the different stages of meditation simran dhyan and bhajan the repetition of a sacred name of god 
seeing the inner light, as well as bhajan, hearing the inner sound. To not just be going through the motion, sitting in darkness for two and a half hours a day, going through the motions, but really enjoying and getting some bliss out of meditation, you know, for real, in your spiritual practice. This is also from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. By grace, if this name manifests in you, emancipation is a certainty. God's attributes are in this name, and all defects of mind, body, and intellect, which are the byproducts of mind, will be insignificant before the magnificent power of the name. Then there will be no effect of these in the life of a person. You, on your side of things, submit your prayers for grace and devote more and more time for Simran and Dion. A quote from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Now, I should say that in addition to practicing the repetition of a name or names of God during meditation and visualizing the form of one's teacher, or perhaps seeing inner light, the first two practices of Sant Mat meditation, Simran and Dhyan, are also practiced at other times during the day, not just during meditation. It is customary for the satsangi disciple, the initiate, to have a Simran break every so often, or try and repeat the sacred name or names that they are given at the time of their initiation by their living master, their teacher, to repeat those names whenever they can during the day as a way to spiritualize everyday life. You know, walking through the woods or taking a break every now and then and bringing into everyday life some of that spiritual charge of meditation. So Simran and Dion are not only for one's meditation time, but can be practiced during free moments, during the day and during the night. Those are spiritual exercises which bless us at every turn during our day, during our evening. We can practice those techniques anywhere, anytime, not just during meditation. A person should spend more time in the repetition of the holy name and contemplation of the holy form of the Satguru. By this, the gates of internal path are opened and spiritual practice becomes regular. A spiritual person is not afraid of the struggles of life. He knows that in this way he is gradually relieved of the debts of Kal, the negative power, and karmas. And keeping full faith in his benevolence, the benevolence of God, he treads the path of spirituality. Another passage from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. The stages of meditation practice, according to Swami Santseviji Maharaj. The four practices are gross to subtle, 
in an ascending order. Mana's Jap, or Simran, the sacred name, repetition, and Mana's Dian, visualizing the form of one's teacher and gazing within the darkness in search of inner light. And this is also called Dristi meditation, inner seeing, inner focusing, focusing upon the inner light one sees. And then there is the sadhana of nada or shabda, the inner sound meditation. And finally, soundless meditation, going beyond the light and the sound. The practice of manas jap, the mantra, and manas dhyan is the worship of the material, qualified, personal form of God, God perceived as name and form in the physical realm. The practice of meditation on the infinitesimally small point, getting to the inner light, is the worship of the subtle, qualified form of God, God perceived as the infinitesimal point. Concentration on divine sounds, other than the sarshabd, the divine sound of the beginning, word or logos, is the worship of the qualified formless divine. And finally, meditation on the sarshab, the original divine sound, the high sound, is worship of the unqualified, formless, transcendent Godhead. That's a passage from Sant Sebiji Maharaj showing the, the logic of the steps, the repetition of a name, the visualization of a form, the inner seeing, and then hearing some sounds, and then hearing the sarshabd, or sachkan sound, a kind of progression from material and the world of form to the immaterial, the timeless, and the formless. The first paragraph describes the origin of the soul. The soul is part of the supreme being in the true realm, ultimate reality. Then the soul individualized and incarnated into various coverings or bodies, mental, akashic, astral, and physical, going to various realms, living out separate existences, being dominated by the senses. God is described as the nameless or soundless one. Then there are realms of sound and light, and the relatively dark matter of this physical universe or multiverse. This is where most of us think we are, or where we perceive ourselves to be. This is where our awareness is most of the time. We are aware of the world as we perceive by way of the five material senses. In the second paragraph I shared a little while ago from Swami Santseviji, we see a reversal of this process being advocated, the inversion or going within. The soul during meditation begins the journey back to its source by merging into the divine light, then the divine sound, the soul transcending the physical world, astral, causal, mental, and etheric realms, eventually returns home. It returns to itself again, as the pure naked soul, its true self. 
In Sant Mot, one is trained to listen for certain inner sounds and to see certain inner lights of the various planes that serve as markers along the way. In meditation, it can appear like one is going through a tunnel where scenes change from one thing to another, lights within lights, lotuses within lotuses. There are sounds within sounds. The bell sound morphs into a conch shell sound, or thunder morphs into drums, a sitar morphs into a flute-like sound, or bagpipes, or vena, and so on. It's a kind of fluid thing. Beyond all the veils of the physical body and the subtle bodies associated with the different planes of creation is the soul. In this form of meditation, Surat Shabd Yoga, the awareness of the soul travels from this outer world of the five senses through astral, causal, mental, and etheric realms and back to itself again. Know thyself as soul. Beyond all these veils of darkness, light, and sound is the soundless one, the supreme being, sometimes called Satyaram, Anami, Radhaswami, the ocean of love, and all consciousness. The third paragraph discusses the meditation techniques used to get there from here. One, Manas Jap. Manas means mental, and Jap or Japa refers to the chanting or repetition of mantras, sacred names. Thus, Manas Jap or Simran, as it's called by the Sikhs, is the practice of mentally repeating names of God within oneself with the tongue of thought, mentally chanting or repeating these names. This practice is called Simran, and the Sufis call it Zikr. This is a spiritual exercise one can do within the privacy of one's mind, not only during meditation, as I mentioned earlier, but throughout the day as often as possible to remember God in all of our activities. And this is also the first technique in Santmat meditation. Manas Dhyana, number two is the technique of mentally visualizing a form of God or the image of one's spiritual teacher. This is a visual form of relaxation and the repetition of sacred names is the auditory equivalent. We have here a developing of receptivity into the concept of inner seeing and inner hearing, preparing one for the next steps. One repeats the name their teacher gives them while visualizing. Together, these are a powerful combination, making it possible to get centered and helps to prepare one for the next stage, a more subtle stage. Coupled with this physical stillness and ceaseless repetition of God's name, the next step is to contemplate the light within. The spiritual senses, seeing and hearing within. Level 3, Dristi Sadhana, the Yoga of Light. The practice of meditation on the infinitesimally small point, or Bindu, 
is the worship of the subtle, qualified form of God, God perceived as the infinitesimal point. One concentrates in the darkness, looking at the middle of what they're seeing, and it may burst forth into light. That infinitesimally small point is a portal to the light that is on the other side of the darkness. Other terms for this infinitesimal point are single eye, third eye center, seat of the soul, and tishratil. As one is in the darkness repeating divine names and visualizing the form of their master, or ideal, divine light may manifest itself. Flashes of light, shimmering light, lights of various colors, clouds of light, sparks or fireflies, what appears to be like stars, suns, moons, etc. This is being centered at the third eye, which is like a door or portal to the worlds beyond, the doorway to the temple of the spirit, the kingdom of the heavens that are within, accessed from within. This is one one's own Hubble Space Telescope, if you will, so to speak. One looks through the lens of the third eye to behold inner mystic skies. In meditation, one simply gets relaxed and centered and notices a shift from an awareness of the five-sense world to our own within or inner space. And I do stress that it is our own within. We're not trespassing. We're not floating off into some astral realm and being trespassers there. This is all part of our internal world. This is part of the kingdom of God within us. These are the uninhabited rooms of the interior castle, to borrow a, a, a term from St. Teresa of Avila, Spain. This is our within that we are beginning to explore. With a certain amount of concentration with the help of the sacred name or names one is repeating, along with visualizing the form of the teacher, one sees the inner light. Seeing light beyond the darkness is what it means to reach the third eye center in truth. At the time of initiation, one's spiritual master reveals the details of what kinds of visions and lights one should contemplate. Certain sights in inner space are associated with particular planes and serve as markers along the way to evaluate one's own progress. At first, Madaji pointed out there will be only darkness, but eventually light will appear in the form of either small flashes or small star-like points. In any case, one should focus on the radiance keeping one's Simran intact and allowing the light to draw the soul inward. A quote from Yogani Mataji about seeing the inner light. Number four. As one's concentration develops at the third eye center, one begins to make the transition from lower to higher, from outer to inner, from visualization of a form to real light seen. From the sound of Simran words being repeated in one's thoughts to the divine sound, a mantra of God 
that repeats all by itself. The true Nam, the true name, the Sat Nam. Even as contemplating real inner light is preferable to visualizations, there is meditation upon inner sound, which is viewed as a higher or more advanced stage of spiritual practice than the repetition of mantra names. There is a higher name of God one can encounter. The divine word is the true name, or Nam. Concentration on divine sound, the yoga of sound, is a key Santmat practice. These are inner sounds. At the time of initiation, one is given instruction on meditating upon certain sounds within. There are many sounds in the cosmos, but certain ones will help attract the soul, pulling one's attention up to higher levels of awareness. As Yogani Mataji said, the most important step is to listen to the sound that issues forth from the light. It is this internal music which will numb the body and allow the consciousness to leave its ordinary dwelling. By riding this current of light and sound like a fish going upstream, the soul will be able to go back to its original home. Yogani Mataji, a Radhaswami guru, have always enjoyed quoting from the book Enchanted Land. Step 5. The not, the not so much talked about step. Soundless yoga. Beyond form is the formless. Beyond sound is the soundless state. God, the nameless one, the soundless one, the formless. Non-dual ocean of love. Anami Radhaswami. Satya Ram. Of this state, Swamiji Maharaj once said, The Supreme Being, Sat Purush Radhaswami, is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. His attributes are grace, compassion or mercy, love, bliss, and peace. From one step to another, the soul beholds strange things which cannot be described in human language. Every region and everything is utterly beyond words. What beauty and glory! How can I describe them? There is nothing here to convey the idea I am helpless. Love plays the supreme part. It is all love. It is all love, says Radhaswami. There's a distinct group of Narguna Bhakti Sants 
devotees of the formless supreme being. That's what that means, Narguna Bhakti Sants. There's a distinct group of Narguna Bhakti Sants, devotees of the formless supreme being in India, that have shared common key essential teachings and spiritual practices, including Surat Shabd Yoga, inner light and sound meditation practice. And that is why Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras coined or popularized the identifying term for them, Santmat, the teachings of the Sants. It's also sometimes translated Way of the Saints and has been translated Path of the Masters. Whether it's Guru Nanak or others included in the Adi Granth, Dadu Dayal and the other Sants whose Banis are preserved in the Panch Vani Granth of the Dadu Satsang of Rajasthan, the Bhajans of Namdev, Dayabai, Sajobai, Mirabai, Sundardas, Ravidas, Tukarama, etc., hundreds more, a very long list. They are all equally respected and considered to be Sants of the same caliber. The teachings of all saints are essentially the same. They speak of the kingdom of heaven which is within. They show the path and impart instructions to attain it. They do not claim to be teaching something new or different from what other saints have taught. Tulsi Sahib declared that he was giving the same teachings as those of Kabir Sahib, Nanak Sahib, Dadu Sahib, and other saints. Tulsi Sahib for the first time used the expression Santmat, or the teachings of saints, to stress the basic unity of the teachings of all saints. That's from the entry for Sant Tulsi Sahib in the Radhaswami White Paper on the Religion of Sants and the Radhaswami Faith, published by, uh, by uh, Dayal Bagh in the city of Agra. Radhaswami White Paper on the Religion of Sants and the Radhaswami Faith, published by Dayal Bagh. Why the need for a living master and initiation into the secrets of Surat Shabd Yoga? Of course, if it wasn't for living masters, recent masters, and past masters, earlier still, we would not be having this conversation. Without the path of the masters, without this master-disciple relationship, communicating the secrets of meditation practice from one generation to the next, there would be no understanding or organized path teaching this as a divine possibility that human beings can taste something of heaven even now during this present life and this present moment of time. Yogani Mataji, on the journey within, the soul must be guided by a true master so as not to be detained in any lower illusory regions. Unquote. In the ancient Sanskrit language, the word sant means master of the highest order. The definition of a master in Santmat esoterically, is someone who has reached the fifth plane or above. That makes them a sant, a soul that has merged in God. They have made that journey themselves. For them to function in the capacity of a sat guru, 
They are usually someone who has been appointed or accredited, if you will, by their teacher to be the next master of a lineage or a spiritual community. Someone like that gives out not only the theory of the meditation, but is the embodiment of it as well. A true master experiences, experiences these realms for themselves. Thus, their students not only have the theory of the meditation practice, but generally they have success in their own experience of divine light and sound within when they meditate and are accurately following the instructions they were given at the time of initiation. There is a spiritual principle that we are influenced by the company we keep. When we associate with those who experience divine light and sound, there is a spiritual influence which helps us to open up to the light and sound as well. In India, this is called satsang, or association with the eternal truth, or God. People get together to hear the teachings and meditate together. There is a group energy or spiritual charge that provides a boost or jumpstart that helps open us up to our own experience. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in their midst, as the saying goes. Even better than meditating with other initiates is to, of course, meditate with a living master. And this is what initiation is, along with the complete guidance and instruction on how to meditate, as well as on how to integrate this sort of meditation practice with one's daily life in a balanced and healthy sort of way. It is a far-out form of meditation, but we need not meditate in a cave all day long or be blown away by the experience. We are simply adding another level of consciousness to our existence, along with the waking state, the unconscious state of deep sleep, and the dream state, we are adding the meditative state of inner light and sound, Surit Shab Yoga, to our daily schedule and spend some time in inner space, what some call the fourth state of consciousness. The two types of Dharma in the world, Baba Devi Sahib. There is first Udhar and second Nikad. Udhar Dharma is that in which it is said one attains salvation after death, and Nikad Dharma is that in which the state of salvation or liberation is believed to be experienced or attained during this lifetime. People keep thinking and living on borrowed dharma. Some are involved in rituals and outward devotions, while others are pretending to have become divine themselves. They are unaware of the natural screens or veils of darkness, lights and sounds between jiva souls and God. God is veiled by five different bodies and subtle bodies, each one inside the other, physical, astral, causal, mental, and etheric. These are veils which cannot be transcended by merely reading some mantras or performing outward devotions or rituals. 
For them to be shed, you will surely have to be oriented towards going within, performing dristi sadhana, the yoga of inner light, and shabd meditation, yoga of the inner sound, which will make it possible for your consciousness to travel along the solitary inward path, crossing the natural and supernatural realms to reach to such an auspicious plane from where your soul would never become detached again to return back in the outer world. But no one can really know of and practice these processes by simply reading scriptures. First of all, the screen of darkness can be accessed by closing your eyes. Secondly, the screen or veil of light can be experienced by crossing the darkness. Thirdly, the veil of sounds can be known by listening to them. Fourthly, not so much a screen or veil, but there is a mystery which cannot be understood like the first, second, and the third. It can only be experienced by perfect practice. There, I believe he's referring to reaching the soundless state beyond the lights and the sounds that veil the Supreme Being. Baba Devi Sahib. According to Santmat, having crossed these realms or levels, we achieve the final goal called mukti, liberation. To attain liberation or salvation, Santmat does not follow numerous complicated practices, but two essential methods. Dristi Marg is number one, the path of inner light or vision, and two, Shabd Marg, the way of inner sound, transcendental hearing. Unlike other worship methods popular in religions and sects with different names, these two methods are not man-made. God himself is the founder and operator of these two methods. Since the beginning, God has kept these two methods inside human beings with full qualifications. The way of redemption of jivas, bounded souls, is available within all human beings. Unless the jiva soul walks along this way, it cannot achieve jiva mukti, the real and ultimate goal of religion. Unquote, says Baba Devi Sahim. I've always found this to be an amazing passage. God himself is the founder and operator of these methods, this inner light and this inner sound. Since the beginning, God has kept these two methods inside human beings with full qualifications. The light and sound are invented by God, not by man. This path of the masters is not the name of a sect or a religion, it is a literal path inside human beings created by God. Spiritual practices of Santmat, the path of the masters. Some helpful advice from Sri Bhagavad Baba on spiritual practice. Sri Bhagavad Baba of the Maharishi Mehi Ashram in Kapargat, Bhagalpur, Bihar district, India. 
The practitioner, if he sits for meditation, always must keep his or her head, neck, and spinal cord or back completely straight. The respiration process will naturally become slowed if one sits straight, and thus it is a helping factor in meditation and japa or simran. Sants yogis have fixed times of meditation. Those times are one, in the pre-dawn, i.e. three hours or so before the sunrise, two, after taking a bath during midday, and three, during the evening after the sun sets. Meditation done in these three times is called the thrice-daily meditation. A practitioner must sit for meditation in these three times and also should do manas jap or simran, the repetition of the guru-instructed mantra, the repeating of the guru-instructed mantra, or manas dhyan involving the mind and visualizing the master's form inside while doing worldly work. In the evening, just before going to bed, the practitioner should sit in meditation for two to four minutes and then go to sleep. A practitioner can continue manas jap or manas dhyan or keep his or her vision straight inside with closed eyes lying in bed. This practice protects one from terrible, unpleasant dreams, and on the other hand, the practitioner can be benefited with the appearance of sages or saints or satsang in the dream state. The appearance or seeing of saints and sages in the dream state is an indication of spiritual progress. Sri Bhagrath Baba describing the method of meditation used at the Maharishi Mehi Ashram, the thrice daily meditation, morning, midday, and evening. And actually, it's a kind of four stages of meditation, isn't it? Because he also speaks about meditating just before going to sleep and indeed meditating into sleep and the possibility of satsang in the dream state, spiritualizing the dream state. Readings now from Sant Kirpal Singh from various publications about meditation practice, some helpful tips and guidance for the spiritual practice. Getting ready to meditate. Before sitting for meditation, pray to the master power overhead. This will give you impetus and assistance. Quote from Kirpal Singh from Letters to Vermont Initiates. From that same document, Kirpal Singh, you will please adopt the posture best suited to you in which you can sit for a long time and put in equal time to both the practices. Unquote. Here he's saying, adopt a posture you can maintain for your meditation sit without having any pain, needing to move, fidgeting, you know, your legs falling asleep or circulation getting cut off, feeling some discomfort somewhere. Pick a posture you can stick with for the duration of your meditation sit. And here he is also saying put in equal time to both 
the practices, referring to inner light and inner sound. Kirpal Singh, as to the time for meditation, you may give any time which is convenient to you, preferably before dawn. If, however, you are not able to give time in the small hours of the morning, you may give time which suits you best. So here he is echoing the preference in India for meditating during the Brahma Muhurta, the hour of God, also called the Amaret Vela, the hour of elixir in the morning. But he is also advising Westerners that any time for meditation is well spent. So if you are not able to give time early in the morning, give time you know, to meditation whenever you can, whatever suits your schedule. You know, any time for meditation is a good time for meditation, he is saying. Kirpal Singh, you must silence your thoughts during meditation. The silencing of the intellect is the last nail in the coffin. You should not wish to have one thing or another. Simply sit at the door and wait. The sublime silence is best and easily achieved by lovingly and humbly reposing in the gracious master power to help and bless whatever is deemed fit. Unquote. That's Kirpal Singh from Spiritual Elixir. And that's a very important point. When we sit to meditate and practice inner light and sound meditation, there is a kind of Zen, not clutching, not seeking to grasp sort of aspect of this path. When we sit for meditation, we're not really trying to see inner light, desperately seeking to hear inner sounds, not having a lot of strong beliefs about what we should, quote-unquote, be seeing or hearing. There's no expectation whatsoever, no mental pressure, no ego pressure whatsoever. You're just like the astronomer gazing through the lens of the telescope. You're just being present. You are being receptive. And whatever happens, happens. You're not sitting there saying, it's been 10 minutes, I'm, I haven't seen light yet, or I want to see golden light or purple light or white light. You don't approach it that way. You just sit and be receptive, and whatever happens, happens. And you're not being attached. Even during meditation, you're practicing non-attachment, even in the inner worlds. No expectations. You're just there to view whatever happens, be it darkness or light, silence or sound. Today, tomorrow, the next day, and you'll be back again the day after that. That leads to success on the path, having a lot of expectations and demands and mental, you know, ego involvement about what should, quote-unquote, be happening at any given time. Uh, that's all a blockage which prevents progress. So no strong desire to see and hear during meditation will lead to seeing and hearing during meditation, but strong desires and expectations about what 
you should be seeing and hearing will be what blocks you from seeing and hearing during meditation. Overview of Surat Shabd Yoga In actual practice of the spiritual discipline, stress is laid on Simran, Dhyan, and Bhajan. Simran, the repetition of names of God, Dhyan, visualizing the form of the Master or inner seeing, and Bhajan, inner hearing, listening to the sound current within, each of which plays a specific role in the unfoldment of the self. The Master gives Simran or mental repetition of the charged words which help in gathering together the wandering wits of the practitioner to the still point of the soul between and behind the two eyebrows to which place the sensory currents now pervading from top to toe are withdrawn and one becomes lost to the consciousness of the flesh. The successful completion of this process of itself leads to dhyan or concentration, true meditation. With the inner eye opened, the spiritual seeker now sees shimmering streaks of heaven's light within him, and this keeps his attention anchored. Gradually the light grows steady in his sadhana, or spiritual practice, for it works as a sheet anchor for the soul. Dhyan, or concentration, when perfected, leads one to bhajan, or attuning to the music which emerges from within the center of the holy light. This enchanting holy melody has a magnetic pull which is irresistible, and the soul cannot but follow it to the spiritual source from whence the music emerges. The soul is helped by this triple process to slide out of the shackles of the body and it becomes anchored in the heavenly radiance of its self, or Atman, and is led on to the heavenly home of the Father. There are two ways within, Jyoti Marg and Sruti Marg, the way of light and the way of sound, respectively. The holy light keeps the soul anchored and absorbed, and to a certain extent leads the soul as well. But the Holy Word pulls it upward and carries it across from plane to plane in spite of various hurdles along the way, like blinding or bewildering lights, densely pitched darkness, etc., until the soul reaches its destination. You are to look sweetly and serenely into the middle of the darkness in front of you, repeating the Simran of the five charged names slowly and at intervals. Kripal Singh The repetition of the names should be done not constantly but at intervals without thinking of the meaning of the words. The charging in the words will help. Simran must be done slowly, and the words are to be repeated or thought out with clarity. The whole process is to be carried out with love, 
devotion and single-minded attention to ensure quick results. When properly done for some time, a state of divine intoxication comes upon the spirit and blessed calmness is experienced. Kripal Singh quoted in the book, The Ambrosial Hour. While sitting during meditation, one may forget the repetition of the five holy names. In such a case, mind and calm, the negative power, can deceive us. So to be on guard, do not leave off repetition when withdrawn or in a sitting. A quote from Spiritual Elixir. Suppose you meet somebody some days earlier and had a talk with him and you want to recollect it now. You will neither use the tongue nor speak again, but mentally you will have all the conversation repeated. This is the true form of repetition or simran, says Kripal Singh. It is a mental chant, a chant within the mind, with the tongue of thought, not something sung or chanted out loud with the vocal cords. It's a mental mantra, manas jap. Effortless effort. This is just like having an effortless effort. You have to become the inner eye itself. Your job is only to see minutely and with a searching eye into the center of the darkness while repeating the names mentally and slowly and wait. It is for the master within to give you results more or less according to the background earned as a result of karmic reactions. Kirpal saying letters to Vermont initiates. Yes, you, sh you should give your full attention in meditation, so much so that you become one with the gaze. There should be no effort on your part. Leave all and everything in the master's hands. All desires should be stilled, even the desire for transcension. Letters to initiates in the New York City area. Kirpal Singh. Sit fully devoted and fully absorbed with the inner gaze fixed, losing all sense of effort, as effort involves a taint of ego, leaving all to the master within. The meditation practices should be an easy, natural, and enjoyable process, wherein you could sit for extended hours. Kirpal Singh, Spiritual Elixir, page 144. The sacred process is to be undertaken in a state of effortless effort. If you are completely riveted within at the eye center and are not watching the process of withdrawal, you will find that you will be completely withdrawn with little or no effort on your part, without any feeling, just as a hair is taken out of butter. When you are withdrawn completely or even partially, you may see into the middle of what you see in front of you, and the intellect should be stilled for the time being when the inner vision will open. One should increase the time of sittings to three to four hours daily. 
In three hours the mind is subdued, provided this time is given with love and devotion and not as a duty. That's a quote from Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. This is from Sant Kripal Singh. So regularity, the word regularity means not only sitting physically, but sitting wholly and solely. I always use the words wholly and solely, not physically. I never mention physically. Even if you are physically there, you may not be wholly and solely there. The longer you can stay wholly and solely devoted to one object of thought, the more progress will come. Of course, one thing standing in the way is clutching. You become emotional. That very emotion is your ego attention. The longer you can stay there, the better the results will be. Kirpal Singh The inner light does not come or go. It is always there within. It appears only when we are attuned and concentrated and disappears as soon as there is the slightest dispersion. The light will not vanish if you just keep your inner gaze constantly fixed. Kirpal Singh, Spiritual Elixir, page 179. Look into the middle. In front of you, you see some vast darkness. When you close your eyes, you see darkness, and darkness is a wide expanse. The middle does not mean middle point, you see. So I have been telling you just that much area. The master cups his hands to indicate a space six to eight inches in front of him. That much, not one point. You cannot stay on one point, but you can stay within that area. You see, this is what is meant by the middle. The middle does not mean a point. The light within should be penetrated while fixing your gaze intently in its center, when it will grow stronger and burst to give you further way up. Kirpal Singh from Spiritual Elixir. The sound current. Question, why is it that it's so much more difficult to listen to the sound than it is to look for the light? Answer, because the mind is killed with that sound. Mind would rather go into the opening of the cannons rather than hear the sound, because hearing the sound kills the mind forever. He will engage in seeing all right, but hearing the sound is difficult. He, or mind, says, My death is come, on account of it. Unquote. So here, Master Kripal Singh is saying that there is a greater resistance by the mind to focusing on the sound because the sound will prevail over mind during meditation. 
The serpent mind is tamed only by the divine sound. Like the recorder played by the snake charmer captivates the attention of the snake. So the divine sound captivates the attention of those who practice inner sound meditation, taming the serpent mind. Kirpal Singh, the sound you hear, i.e. chirping, rumbling, etc., are lower sounds. We should not stick to these sounds, but we should listen closely whether any higher sound is coming. And while listening closely, repetition of the five names should not be done. Unquote. In Sant Mat meditation, when one is switching from the repetition of names while gazing within seeing various inner lights, when we switch from that to bhajan or hearing the sound, we leave off the practice of the repetition of names. We focus on the sound. And really, the sound is a higher form of the name of God, a higher type of name that repeats itself, a divine melody, an unstruck melody, or anhad shabd, anhad nod, reverberating in the heavens. That's a higher type of name. So, at that point of focusing on inner sound, the repetition of names is dropped, and instead we focus on the name that repeats itself, the inner sound. This is Kirpal Singh from Spiritual Elixir. You will have more sounds than one, but you have to stick to that of the big bell, a conch, a shell, thunder, drumbeat, a violin, and the flute, which are the higher types of sounds, and leave all the rest." Unquote. As regards the sound of binna, it somewhat resembles the sound of the instrument which the snake charmers use to play to catch the snakes. Its tune resembles that of a kind of flute. The difference is that the sound of the flute is shrill, compared with that of the binna, just as the sound of a violin is shrill when compared with that of the flute. And the sound grows more in volume and thicker and continuous as the soul traverses higher. It is a continuous sound resembling that of a bagpipe. Unquote. Letters to Vermont Initiates, Kirpal Singh. When you listen to the sound, you are not to follow it, to trace out its source of emanation, as in that way it fades out. You should simply keep on listening at your eye focus with rapt attention. It will draw closer, grow stronger, and ultimately come from above. Unquote. Proper Attitude During Meditation the holy meditation should not be a mechanical routine of just sitting for a certain time. But it should be of loving devotion, died in reverential humility, when you stand begging at the divine door of the Lord, Kirpal Singh, spiritual elixir. 
I would request you to gaze and gaze with longing in your heart, with silence in your soul, and with no thought of this world or the next. The grace of God will descend on you, and the gaze will grow into a glimpse, and he will reveal himself to you, and you will find, nay, see him within yourself. Kirpal Singh, Spiritual Elixir, page 336. When meditation is mastered, the mind is unwavering like the flame of a lamp in a windless place. Lord Krishna, Bhagavad Gita. Also from Bhagavad Gita, on this path, effort never goes to waste, and there is no failure. Even a little effort toward spiritual awareness will protect you from the greatest fear. Meditation Instructions to Initiates by Kirpal Singh and Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. Here are some meditation instructions, what some call the convenient method or jyoti, or light meditation. A kind of foretaste, it's not the full practice given or revealed at the time of initiation, but a, a brief meditation you can try out at home in the here and now and kind of get a sense of how this works, get a sense of what it's like to reach the third eye center, perhaps get to the inner light to some extent. The first public domain meditation instructions comes from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, who writes, As to any exercises which might help you until the time of your initiation, I can only suggest at this time that you may sit in meditation in a quiet place, like your own bedroom or some room as secluded as possible. And with spine and body erect in a comfortable position, fix all the attention at the center just back of the two eyes and slowly repeat the word Radhaswami. 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 Fixing the mind on the Supreme Being, who is your Supreme Father, Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. So, in a quiet place of solitude, focus at the third eye with a good body posture, you know, sitting up straight with eyes closed. One focuses at the third eye center between the two eyebrows and slowly repeats the name of the Supreme Being, Radhaswami. That's from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. some public domain introductory meditation instructions from Kirpal Singh, courtesy of the Ruhani Satsang USA website, also the KirpalSingh.org website. The introductory meditation instructions of Kirpal Singh. Meditation is the process of withdrawing the attention from the world outside 
and focusing it at the seat of the soul in the body, behind and between the eyebrows. This point is known as the inner eye, third eye, the single eye, Shiv Netra or Tishratil. In order to withdraw our attention and focus it on this point, mind must be controlled and stilled. Sit in one pose and move not your head, limbs, or eyes. Sit straight, but relaxed with no tension in the body below. Sit still, please. Close your eyes as in sleep and look sweetly, lovingly, intently into the middle of the darkness lying in front of you. You will see a dark veil. That which sees the dark veil within without the help of your physical eyes is the inner eye. Do not put any strain on your physical eyes, nor turn them upwards, for that will result in headache or heat. Pay no attention to the breathing process. Let it go on naturally. There are two currents working in the body, one of motor currents, or prana, or the vital airs, and the other of surat, or attention, which gives us the sense of feeling. The saints do not touch the prana currents which govern breathing, circulation of blood, growing of hair and nails. The pranic system of breath control is the way of the yogis and not that of the saints. The saints' way is to concentrate surat, or the attention of the soul, at the single or third eye while mentally repeating the mantra of the five charged names which act as an open sesame to the higher planes. Those who are initiated repeat the five charged words one by one very slowly, mentally, internally, at intervals so that your inner eye is not disturbed. Those who have not been initiated just sit in sweet remembrance of God, repeating with the tongue of thought any name of God or saint which you hold dear. For example, Ram, Hu, Om, Satya Ram, Allah, Yeshua, Yeshua be merciful, Radha Swami. Those are some examples I provided, I bracketed in and added to this, since most in the West may not have an idea about what sacred name to adopt. Ram, Hu, Om, Satya Ram. Allah, Yeshua, be merciful, which is the Jesus prayer of orthodox mysticism. Or Radha Swami. Back to Sant Kirpal Singh's introductory meditation. As you look within, you will see a sky or blue sky. 
If you look minutely into it, you will find it studded with stars, or you may see pinpoints of light. If so, try to locate the big star out of them and fix your whole attention on that. Then you may see the inner sun or moon. If so, focus all your attention into the middle. It will break into pieces and you will cross it. Beyond you will see the radiant form of the master or his master. He continues with the esoteric instructions until everyone is absorbed. Kripal Singh Become the eye itself. Go on looking constantly without a break. Any effort on your part stands in the way. Let yours be an effortless effort and you will find that your soul will be withdrawn from the body. Kirpal Singh, Introductory Meditation Instructions, courtesy of RuhaniSatsangUSA.org and courtesy of KirpalSingh.org. Remember, this is the introductory meditation, not the full practice revealed at the time of initiation into Surat Shabd Yoga, the full practice, inner light and sound meditation. This is only the beginning. The introductory meditation instructions from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh and Sant Kirpal Singh. A crumb from the cosmic table of the kingdom of heaven. Even this introductory practice runs circles around most anything you might find out there in the world of spiritual paths and practices, east or west. And this is just the beginning. Reaching the third eye center is not the end, is not the final destination. It is merely the beginning, the launching pad, the entry point into inner space, the kingdom of the heavens, within you, within every human being. An introduction to the spiritual practices of Santmat, the path of the masters, and introductory meditation instructions today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, a Santmat Satsang Marathon podcast. Feel free to listen to this program again and again and get a sense of the spiritual practices, the steps and stages and catch an inkling into the concept of the inward journey of the soul, the ascension of the soul through the higher planes, on the way back to the Beloved, the Supreme Being, the Lord of Love, the drop, returning back home again, entering into the ocean of God, the ocean of love, Thanks for listening.
Mm-hmm. <laughs>